Hey, listen, welcome to the Hazen Games Cast. My name is Jeff. This is episode 101. No, not Dalmatians, episodes of our show. My name is Jeffrey Morris. With me today is Rob Douglas. Hey, so are we talking about uh, 101 games that we think uh, deserve a spot on our top 100? <laughs> yes, we're going to add one game to our top 100 list. Uh, we'll do that every every episode from now on. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, if you if you missed the last couple episodes uh, to celebrate episode 100, we did a our top 100 games of all time. Um, that was a lot of fun. And so uh, you can listen to episode 100 to hear our top 30, but... Uh, our full list is on the last couple episodes, and uh, also in honor of episode 100, we've been doing a couple giveaways, and so we actually have a few winners to announce here live on the show. And so, we did a uh, Dark Souls 3 giveaway, as well as a couple other um, indie games, and so I'll kind of start with Guacamelee Gold Edition, that goes to Michael Clark. Um, I know Woo! he's been following us on Twitter, yeah, for, for over a year or two now, so yeah. congratulations, Michael, you win Guacamelee. Um, David Ray is our winner for Tacoma on Steam. So congratulations, David. And uh, we're actually giving Mini Metro to um, at hey underscore listen, which is almost the same as our Twitter handle. And like we accidentally like put in our Twitter handle on a contest we did as his. And so he got like a bunch of like tweets and like he was totally you know fine with it. And he's like, oh, I actually enjoyed the intention. No worries and stuff. So uh, he actually uh, won a, is getting a game as well. So uh, you can follow him if you want to follow a account that almost sounds like our account. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so congratulations uh, to him as well. And then our grand prize winner, Dark Souls 3, goes to... David Dawson. And so congratulations, David. Um, You are Dark Souls 3 winner, so we will be messaging all you guys with your codes. Um, And yeah, I've actually kind of known David on Twitter for about a year. He makes like Perler Bead uh, art, and he does them for like the Rivals of Aether, and like he makes Pokemon, lots of cool ones, and I've actually gotten some of his uh, artwork before, so definitely check out... Yeah, definitely check out his uh, store if you are interested in getting some cool cool little pieces of gaming art. All right. Now, we have segment one today is going to be news. Uh, finally, long uh, we've kind of been taking a break from news, doing our 100 games list and um, you know, a couple other things. So we'll be hitting news, and then we're just kind of doing a mid-year check-in um, today. And so we're going to kind of talk about our resolutions that we started at the beginning of the year, uh, you know, kind of what our favorite games of the year so far mm-hmm. are, and then obviously looking ahead to the second half of 2018. Uh, we're just going to go through a list of games that we're excited for and uh, talk about those a little bit. So Yeah, we feel um, like this would be a good chill episode since you know we just finished our big top 100 and E3 news and everything and kind of checking in and nathan's not here so we're gonna yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna tone it down a little bit get back to normal and exactly yeah there's stuff. not usually a ton of news throughout july you know post e3 uh but you know we are going to talk about our first one here which of course has to do with sony and crossplay <laughs> issues uh which you know kind of rose to the top uh when fortnite launched on nintendo switch um basically mm-hmm. if you've ever played fortnite on a playstation 4 uh, it basically bans you from using your account on a Xbox or Nintendo Switch. And so for me, I've had a Epic Games account since 2007 when I uh, first started playing the Gears of War games. And I have a friends list on there and, you know, a long, you know, over a decade using that username. Yeah. And I had to completely create a brand new account and just drop off that account that I've used for over a decade because Sony told Epic Games that they are not allowed to let me use that for any other platform. So I've been playing a ton of Fortnite on the Switch, but I've had to start all over, done my progress, lost all my skins and everything. And, you know, I didn't spend, you know, 50 bucks on a bunch of cosmetic outfits. I would be much yeah, more yeah. mad if I did. But I did have a bunch of unlockables, and just the fact that I had to do that is just really, you know, frustrating. It's very anti-consumer, the fact that this is getting worse and worse. And, you know, Sony said, you know, we're not doing crossplay, we're not doing crossplay. But now they're literally blocking a third-party app from letting letting you know it work on another system so well, it's, pretty... it's kind of interesting because nintendo and microsoft both came out and they were talking minecraft because minecraft is a, a hugely popular game it's one of the yeah. most popular games even more and popular it's than owned Fortnite by microsoft and they have it out and on other platforms and they have it and they work really hand in hand with nintendo in fact they just did you know kind of read around a few 
like a week or two ago they did a big like reveal of their nintendo microsoft crossover and minecraft and how you can play together and it's super great and we all get along and there's a lot <laughs> of shade thrown at sony throughout the whole thing it's just kind yeah. of funny I mean, and I know the Sony president has come out and said that they they want to do something about it. Like it, recently, he said, you know, this kind of is a concern. We're kind of feeling a little, you know, we're feeling the pressure. But do you think they'll actually change? Um, I don't think so. I think they've dug in their heels. If they were going to change it, it would have been, you know, in these last couple of weeks when they were getting all this, you know, flack for it and stuff. You know, at this point, I think the the storm is kind of calming a little bit, but I do know a lot more de- uh, developers are kind of being a little bit more vocal about this and kind of, you know, putting some pressure on, you know, the big companies to support crossplay. Um, I was even watching an interview yesterday that Game Informer had with some dun- or with some Bungie uh, lead developers, and oh yeah, they Game Informer asked them, said, "Hey, will crossplay ever be available on Destiny 2? And they said, "We would love that. That would be amazing. Yes, yeah, we would love to make that happen, but." We can't like, <laughs> so it's. I think yeah. we're starting to see you it's know a little of... more pressure put up, but I don't think we'll see a change till you know the next generation, for at least some. Yeah, yeah, I I think you're right. I think the next generation of consoles will see a lot of crossplay as well as a lot of um, streaming services. Yeah, so I mean, I think, be I think we'll get Sony into... won't be necessarily on top anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the reasoning now. You know, oh, we already have you know 90 million PS4 users. Why would we? We don't need to share, you know, servers or anything. And I feel like if there's a streaming industry going, like, all the games are streamed or coming across as, like, digital or something like that, it makes it so much easier to do cross-play because you just buy a game. And actually what yeah. I think would be super cool, which would never happen, is if you buy it on a Nintendo Switch, you can play it on your Microsoft Xbox or, you know, some yeah. crossover <laughs> like that. But that's never going to happen. Yeah. I mean, but, well, it kind of works like that in Fortnite. I mean, Fortnite's a free game. But if you... It is play on your iphone or your xbox or something you buy the battle pass or you know a skin yeah and then you play on the switch you have all your progression you have your skins and everything you've bought on there and so like we kind of Unless have the capability done. to do do these things for sure um you know i play but, a ton of rocket you know, league on switch if... and it does cross play with pc and xbox and i'm super yeah. grateful because it helps just even just matchmaking you know finding matches sooner because there's more players in the pool but yeah and i mean Obviously, with free games, it makes sense, especially free games like that, which are all yeah. multiplayer. But to do it with some bigger games, like I don't, I don't see it happening in the future. Sometime that if I buy God of War on, uh, you know, God of War thirty or whatever on <laughs> Sony, not Sony, but Microsoft, I'm not going to be able to play it on my Nintendo Switch. Yeah, you know? well, I think exclusives are still going to be a thing, but you know, hopefully, maybe for third parties down the road, that would be cool. You know. You buy the next Call of Duty, you can play it on whatever system you have yeah. you know, linked. But I don't know. We'll we'll see. I think we're moving more and more towards crossplay. So hopefully we'll hopefully. see better things hopefully. in the future. I think that would be really cool. All right. So Rob, um, you're telling me about a interesting new game series coming to Netflix. So speaking of streaming, <laughs> we all know Netflix as a really great streaming app. You know, you watch all your movies, binge watch your TV shows. For video. You know, that sort of thing. It's all movies. It's all videos or, you know, TV or, you know, it's all you watch it. You you don't interact with it, except now that might change. And I know there's like a Puss in Boots type interactive thing for kids on there. But now Telltale and Netflix have actually teamed up. So not only does this bring us eventually a Stranger Things or the Stranger Things Telltale game. Which won't be on Netflix, but it will be on you know on other platforms. But also, Minecraft Story Mode is going to Netflix. So like you're going to be able to play Minecraft Story Mode like with like your Netflix TV remote or something. Yeah, I don't know exactly how it's going to work because I mean you also can do Netflix on your phone or your computer or tablet yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. So maybe uh, not... it only works if you're streaming like on a xbox or ps4 or something like that yeah maybe it's like only on a video game console or even on a computer you could probably do it there but you know i don't know how it's going to quite work but you will soon be able to play minecraft story mode from your netflix browser and i'm assuming since it's on netflix as long as you're paying for netflix you don't have to pay extra for it so (laughs) if you haven't had a chance to play minecraft story mode you might get a chance to do it from the comfort of your couch I mean, that sounds super cool. It sounds like, you know, a easy way, you know, to get kids and families who, you know, might not be really into buying games and stuff like that to, hey, check out this game that's on Netflix. And 
if they do like a rotation of games, you know, every couple of months, like that could be a great way for those games to get some publicity. I don't even know how many Netflix users there are, but there's millions and oh, millions, millions. You know, I'm sure. Yeah, all around the world. And just the fact that you can do this, you know, I mean, Telltale is an incredible series to do this with because they have such a really yeah, it's simplistic. it's like watching a show, really. It's, it has a, such a simplistic gameplay in general, and a lot of it is just reactionary. So you mm-hmm. don't have to really have a huge gamer background to get into a Telltale game. And yeah. so if you can make Telltale come into Netflix, I mean, that's super cool. I think that's a step in the streaming ge- ge- direction yep. that we're kind of like, okay, this is kind of where we're going, but at the same time... Maybe this, this is just a start, and within five years, yeah. we'll see a bunch of games all streaming on Netflix or other, you know, streaming uh, platforms. So but you know, cool. like, Redbox has this uh, thing where you can go in there and you can rent video games for them, or Gamefly, mm-hmm. you can, you know, it's kind of like the Netflix of video games. But... What if you could do that through Netflix? Like you could actually rent video games and play it on your console of choice through Netflix. Yeah. Be cool. That'd be sweet. We'll see what happens. They'll probably charge us more money for it. Eventually. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, so next news piece here. Um, as a, a couple of legal news um, here, there's actually, uh, I think we talked about it briefly on the show before, but PUBG had a lawsuit against Fortnite. It was basically overuse yep. of the uh, Unreal Engine, you know, saying, mm-hmm. hey, you know, you helped us here at PUBG use, you know, the Unreal Engine and stuff, and we think you used some of that, you know, knowledge and coding and stuff that you did us to, to make Fortnite. But basically, nothing came of that. The lawsuit's been dropped. PUBG, you know, is no longer going after, you know, Epic Games and Fortnite, um, which I think is probably what we most, most of us expected. However, there is a new lawsuit where Bethesda (laughs) is suing Warner Brothers. Um, As most of you guys know, Bethesda put out, you know, uh, the, what's it called? Fallout Shelter. Fallout Shelter. Fallout Shelter. Yeah, which is a mobile game, came out two years ago, very successful. And they're essentially suing Warner Brothers because they basically made a Fallout Shelter-esque game, mobile game for their Westworld property. And apparently, I read into this a little bit, that uh, yeah. Warner Brothers had, like, a development studio that kind of helped with a little bit of the, you know, work or programming or behind-the-scenes stuff for the Bethesda app. Like, they kind of helped, similar mm-hmm. to, you know, what was in the PUBG Fortnite one. But Warner Brothers saying, you know, all the code was written from scratch, you know. You can't really, you know, sue someone for making a game that is similar to your game. You know, we, it was our own ideas. We used our own engine. Yeah. But Bethesda's just pretty much putting their foot down, saying this is a blatant ripoff, and... You can't do this, and you owe us money. So well, and this isn't the first time that uh, Bethesda has done something like this. I actually, it was really cool, funny. I, I saw an article right after this came out that said the many times Bethesda has had legal action over the last years. Oh, really? And like they've sued so, every, so they, they, they do, they they do sued a lot of everyone <laughs> on just about anything. Um, it's really kind of funny. They they might even sue us for dropping their name in this in the context of suing. <laughs> Please no. So. Guys, if we get sued, know that this was our downfall. But, I mean, they're very protective of their property to kind of an extreme. And some people have just been like, oh, whatever, and just folded. Other people have been like, no, that's stupid, and they've won. Other people, I mean, it's just a crazy history. And Warner Brothers is the type of organization that's going to be like, Either I, I see this going either way. Either either they're going to be like, okay, we're just going to pay you off and call it whatever, or they're just going to be like, no, you ant. Warner Brothers, yeah, is is not the ant in this situation. As as much as, as big as we think Bethesda is in the gaming world, Warner Brothers is this massive, colossal studio that I don't think is With, going to yeah uh, fingers in so many different avenues. And I mean, they have one of the most popular TV shows in existence right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'd say this owns... being a long legal battle that probably won't amount to much. You know, if they didn't no. actually use code and if Bethesda can't prove that they did, then I don't really see where what they can do. But definitely, definitely interesting. I've been playing a little bit mm-hmm. of Fallout Shelter on the Switch since it's on there now. And oh yeah, that's I, right. It's a it's it's an alright game. I I'm not a huge fan of it. Maybe put like an hour into it. Not much. One of those games that do, you but... could play every once in a while and just say, oh, that was interesting, and then yeah. call it like, for... I feel like it's fine for yeah. mobile because it's one of those things that you... I think it's designed to, like, check in, you know, a couple times a day or, like, once every day or something, but yeah, when you're on a console, you don't really want to subway. check into a game for three minutes once per day, at least not yeah. for me. But... Yeah. Anyways. Exactly. Uh, 
Next big news here, we have a new Overwatch hero. Um, his name is Hammond, and he is a hamster. That's right. So the new Overwatch hero is a hamster, but he rides basically a giant mech suit. And uh, mm-hmm. Blizzard put out a lore video for this guy, and basically he was uh, kind of in the same kind of research station on the moon that Winston, uh, the you know intelligent gorilla, was from. And basically they both jettisoned down to Earth, but... Uh, Hammond's pod broke off, went to Australia, where he met all the junkers. And basically, he is super intelligent, so he basically made his escape pod into this giant, like, makeshift mech uniform. And he started winning all these, like, giant gladiator battles they were having in, like, Junker Town. But no one knew that this giant, ferocious-looking mech was actually just a hamster inside. (laughs) So he just kind of has this hilarious backstory. And uh, he can, like, roll up into a ball and kind of swing around on, like, a like a web type thing and uh he looks really really fun he's only on the ptr right now he's coming you know to consoles and everything i think in the next uh, week or two here but yeah i know anthony and uh steven uh uh shelton they've both been playing him a lot and they both said he's really really fun and pretty interesting so yeah, i think it's really cool super interesting yeah I, I, i'm totally excited to i'm totally gonna jump back into overwatch once he hits uh the ps4 version mm-hmm yeah, it's super interesting. I, I think it will be a, a fun hero to play or, or, you know, character to play in the game. And it's just kind of funny that, you know, we've seen so many different characters come into this one. We've seen so many different things and that have just yeah. been kind of, it, like, super creative. Like, yeah, so creative. A hamster in a mech suit is definitely, <laughs> like, it. it's up there. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually remember when they first were talking, you know, about their characters and you know where do they draw the line of how crazy they are and you know the develop the or the character design team came up to the leads and we're like you know we have an idea for a new character and he's a gorilla I'm like all right sweet you know gorillas are cool we can do that but he's extremely intelligent like okay yeah that's fine we we can make that work that makes sense and he wears a jetpack okay uh, still tracking and he's from the moon wait what what and he can talk to people and he's the leader wait what (laughs) and so you know they've already kind of you know, done the outrageous and crazy. So, you They've know, having a shot. hamster and a mech, yeah, that's that's within the, the realm of possibility and fits in that world, and it looks super and fun Especially if you just, you, like, retcon it by just saying, oh, he's from the same place as Winston the gorilla. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it works works out lore-wise and everything and stuff. But uh, it is kind of interesting. His, he's, his name is Ham- Hammond, and he's a hamster, but he goes in-game by Wrecking Ball. So, like, it's kind of a... Yeah. I think it's almost kind of like a reductive name. It's just like Wrecking Ball. Like it sounds like a cheesy comic book villain. Like it sounds I don't know like why they just don't call him Hammond. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. It's his body your name. That's what he's going by. So he seems more intimidating rather than I'm a hamster. <laughs> yeah, true. But I don't know. I, I just like Hammond. I think I feel like that would be better for him. But anyways, uh, last quick news piece here. Um, Guardian Con is happening this next weekend in Tampa Bay, Florida, and it's pretty much the biggest gaming convention on like in the florida area really um at least for the summer and the cool thing is is this actually started as just a meetup for destiny fans uh back in 2015 in a bar and they you know the bar was overcrowded and it was way too big and so the last two years they've put on this convention and uh we reported last year they raised over a million dollars in donations for saint jude's hospital so this is you know basically a giant fan meetup for gamers uh they're expanding to you know like fortnite a bunch of other games as well and um, they've already raised to, uh, at the point of this recording, $1.2 million for St. Jude's. And so this is just wow. such an awesome event that, you know, people in the gaming community, gamers, streamers alike, you know, they're raising money for awesome cause to help, um, you know, children um, in need. And so already raised $1.2 million. I think the goal is $1.5 million, and the convention hasn't even started yet. So they're going to blow by that goal, <laughs> and it should be really, really um, cool to see where they land. So definitely check it out. Um, next Friday and Saturday is kind of where they're doing, you know, like Ninja and a bunch of the big streamers. Dr. Lupo, Gathalian are all um, doing a bunch of events. But yeah, definitely really cool. Um, so keep your eye on that and feel free to donate and check out the page if you feel inclined. Um, I know Jake uh, Lay Summerstone, uh, who we had on the, I think it was episode 95 or 96. Um, he's going to be there uh, with a lot of his uh, artwork and stuff too. So, yeah. awesome, very very cool event. I also, on that kind of note, I was just thinking, you know, this isn't our show notes, so we're going off of the script, guys. So yeah. <laughs> this could get crazy. Uh oh. But uh, 
Games Done Quick just happened, actually, this last week, June 24th to July 1st. Oh, yeah. And they raised... You know how much money they raised? And so this is the Summer Games Done Quick. So they raised $2,145,453. Wow. So $2,145,453. And so this awesome. is the, there's a little note that says this is the first Summer Games Done Quick to raise over $2 million, So Wow, yeah. So these events I mean, are getting bigger and bigger and raising more and more money every year, which is awesome to see. There, there's some positive feedback from the gaming community that we're not just out here and doing games and places like Humble Bundle and stuff like that are doing some really good work. But, you know, here's these big conventions where big gamers come out and play games really fast or, you know, just do all this stuff and we raise all this money for charities and stuff. So uh, thank you guys for doing that. And maybe one day we'll get on there. Yeah, that'd be cool. What game could we actually play quickly? Um, I... I, I don't want to say any really right now because like I think I'm fast at games and then I go and watch a speed run where they do all these glitches and tricks and things. I'm just like, nope. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, but I don't know. I think it'd have to be like a Mario or Donkey Kong game for me. But yeah, those are pretty. Those are pretty big. Maybe I'd have to do an Assassin's Creed game. Maybe I'll just <laughs> that'd be fun. I don't know all if right. I could ever game quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so moving on, segment two. We're gonna start our uh, mid-year check-in here. And so let's go ahead and start off with our resolutions. Um, beginning of the year, we you know put some gaming resolutions, some goals we want to accomplish by the end of the year. So we're at the halfway point of the year. So you know we still have you know about six months left to finish these resolutions. But um, Rob, why don't you start? Off? Have you finished any of your resolutions yet? So I haven't finished any, but I've made some good progress on some of them. So. Great. Yeah, I think I'm in the uh, same boat. <laughs> yeah, I think all of us are on on that same boat. We're both we're all kind of like we we made a little bit of progress, but we're not not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I set out to finish 12 games in 2018. I have completed four, um, including one I will talk about later on this show, even. Ooh. And I have completed two DLCs for games, which were pretty f- big. So yeah. I'm counting them as one game. So I, I've finished five games well, that's that's pretty much point. on track if you count the four games two dlcs that's like one a month you know it's pretty much yeah on track, so so. i'm about one a month i have some smaller games so i think i can crank through here and get you know i have another game that's really close to being finished so i'll, mm-hmm. I'll try and finish a few more here soon nice. but yeah i'm feeling pretty confident about that I'm, I'm about halfway through and i'm about halfway through the year so good <laughs> um, do, we, do we want to do this like you go now and yeah then we'll talk um, about sure I, I can go uh, one of my goals was to beat the destiny 2 uh, raid on prestige difficulty which is basically just hard mode um and i haven't done that yet uh we have run the raid a bunch and kind of we decided we want to you know really master the normal raid before we jump into hard mode and frustrate ourselves with that so um being a normal bunch of times being the new raid a normal bunch of times uh, but haven't beaten the hard mode raid yet. I, I think we can do it once if we uh, give it a shot. Just haven't gotten around to do that. So I'm very confident we'll, we will do that by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Not too worried about that. Um, yeah. So that's pretty good. I, I bet you guys, you'll get that one. Yeah, Hopefully before we've got the, some good strategies uh, the next expansion comes out, right? Yeah, I think we'll do it before then, which is, you know, like two months. Yeah, so you got two months. There's your deadline. Yep. Um, <laughs> Nathan uh, is not here on the show, but I talked to him earlier and got some of his progress bar, you know, progress on some of his uh, updates resolutions. So he's he wanted to beat more games. I think specifically he was he also talked about getting more platinum trophies, like, you know, finishing, like Mm -hmm. completing games. And he says he has not really gotten more. He's had he's gotten no platinums yet. I think he said (laughs) oh, he said he wanted to get one platinum trophy. Oh, he has right. not gotten that yet. So here's hoping he can do that before the end of this year. Um, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I know he wants Batman Season 2, so that would be an easy platinum, I bet. <laughs> that is an easy platinum. I don't yeah. know if that would count, though. <laughs> I would. I'd count it. But you just, like, beat but, the game and you get the 100% platinum trophy. Like, it's true. Games. I don't know. It's true. Sometimes they have a little secret one, and you're like, oh, now i got to go back through and play yeah, that. Sometimes. Uh, uh, Rob, what was another one of yours? So my second one was uh, continuing in my Alphabet Steam library. Uh, this mm-hmm. year I set out with a goal to beat uh, letters B through E. Mm-hmm. And I've completed the letter B. <laughs> so I... One out of my, four letters? 
Yeah, I, my goal was to play, you know, at least 20 minutes of every game. And if there's a game I like, I would play a little bit more. But I'm also kind of doing this. If it's a game I like, I might come. I'm going to come back to it later. Yeah, yeah. Just so I can kind of crank through the whole library. And so I'm actually about halfway through C. Oh, nice. So you're not, so not too far behind. Do you have a lot of, like, C, D, and E games, though? Or was B pretty big? Or C- do you know? B was big. B was big mostly because there was a lot of longer games I had to play through, and mm. so some of them I kind of skipped over. And C's got a lot of short games. D's got a lot of really long game, or it's got a lot of short games, and then like a couple really long ones. And E is like Elder Scrolls. <laughs> you have to play fifteen hours at least of Elder Scrolls before you can move on. So it's Morrowind and Oblivion. I have played <laughs> parts of both of them. I have not completed either of them. Actually, I don't know if you ever complete an Elder Scrolls game. Yeah, I yeah. Think you just run Let's out of <laughs> normal quests. Motivation. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. so one of my other goals was to 100% Mario Odyssey. Um, and I will say I am practically there. I'm at 99%. <laughs> I have literally three moons left. Um, there's just three hint art uh, uh, moons left that are from the darker side of the moon. So I'm pretty much there. I just haven't gotten around to doing it. Anytime I pop in Odyssey, I'm usually doing Balloon World or, you know, going back and doing some, you know, other fun challenges. But, yep, just three left. I just got to, you know, buckle down and just get those last three. But, yeah, yeah 99% pretty much completed. Yeah, I, I feel good about that. So put a lot of time into Odyssey, and I love yeah. that game. Uh, so do you have an update for another one of Nathan's? Yeah, so he had a goal of finishing 10 games this year. Um, and so far he's beaten two. All right, so not the greatest progress there, not but the greatest progress. But, I mean, he's one of those games was God of War. I know that much. Oh, true. Yeah, that's a pretty and big game. And what was the other game he beat? He talked about it. Um, it's like I an indie know, game. Oh no, it was Mario Odyssey, wasn't it? Uh, did he beat Odyssey this year? He did beat Odyssey, but it came out in October, so I assume he probably beat in December or November last yeah. year. Yeah. I don't to remember. beat just the main story, you know, it was pretty easy. It didn't take that long. Maybe if you're a longtime listener of the show, you can hit us up on Twitter <laughs> at hey, know what Nathan short games. Let us know what Nathan <laughs> finished. What was the other game? We're nice. curious. Yeah. And then Nathan, <laughs> did he have any other uh, resolutions? He does have one more. He wanted to get 600 moons in Mario. I don't remember where he was. I think he was around four or 500. Has he progressed at all, do you know? He's not progressed at all. Okay, so he just doesn't play Mario in forever. Yeah. I'm sure once he like gets back in and goes, starts going very, he'll just get addicted and you know, he'll, play he'll for a week straight. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty achievable goal, 600 moons in Mario. I mean, I'm at 997, so he should be able to at least get to 600, right? It doesn't yeah, really exactly. get hard to get to about the 700 mark or so. Like The last like, 100, 150 are like, the hardest. Like, yeah, yeah, they really search for him. Um, but yeah, uh, what, what was your uh, last one, Rob? So my last one was I wanted to beat five backlog games. So mm-hmm. games that are kind of uh, been sitting on the shelf for a while or Fallout 3. I gave myself the option of playing one. <laughs> You'll never one finish one. Fallout 3. <laughs> so um, as far as progress on that, I have one game I have not finished that's in my backlog is Halo Reach. I went back and played a little bit. I have not played awesome. it all the way through. I haven't beaten it yet. Um, the next time you come up, we should just... Uh finish play through the rest of the campaign together i've been wanting to play that campaign again but it's so much more yeah, fun in co-op it's so much more fun when you actually have someone else to do it with because yeah, then you can sure. just sit down and just crank through the whole thing on legendary and just be like all right we're super cool <laughs> um, it's not as it's not as interesting when you're doing it just by yourself yeah um i have played a little bit more of fallout 3 and by a little bit more i mean i've played about 15 minutes more um, eh. And I played a little bit of Dragon Age Inquisition, but not a lot. So, um, so that one's probably so the one you have the most progress to do on still. Yeah, and that one's a long game. So <laughs> I feel as far as backlog games go, I'll probably be reached. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. There's a couple of other games that I feel like I could do in a, a reasonable amount of time. But other than mm-hmm. that, I feel like my best hope is to just go back and just beat the story of Fallout 3 and call nice. it good. <laughs> um, my last one was kind of similar to that. Uh, I wanted to do basically complete, or not complete, but play through most of, uh, or all my games on my Super Nintendo Classic. Um, there's 20 games that came on there, and I've played through um, about 12 of them so far. 
Um, I've beaten about half of those, like Super Mario World, you know, I ran through again, Donkey Kong Country, um, Yoshi's Island, I haven't beaten, but I've got... Are you, know, you trying to, so it. in this resolution, are you saying that you want to beat them or you just want to at least play them, give them the, give the time of the day and then call it? Yeah, I, I'm pretty much just, yeah, really playing and putting time into them. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's, you know, old favorites like Mario World Donkey Kong, like I said, I, I can't, I love those games. I'll just start playing. I, I'm like, I have to beat the whole game now. Like I just have to keep going. Yeah. Um, and those games aren't super long anyways, but there's other games like Final Fantasy VI, which I've never played before, but you know, it's my one of my best friends uh favorite games of all time and so i tried playing it i got about 25 minutes in i was destroying everyone in the little battles and i came to this giant snail boss like in this cave and he just totally like wrecked me with like one move and i totally died and apparently i never saved it like i'd never found the save point or whatever and so i'm like oh you died i push start to continue i push start and it starts playing the opening cutscene again which is like 15 minutes long i'm like Wait what? I have to start. I wait what? There's no auto save. Like wait what happened? And so I just I'm like I'm done. I'm I'm not playing that game anymore. Welcome to classic games. Yeah, no, no. auto save. It, it was kind of ridiculous. You know, I was able to handle Earthbounds uh, and stuff like that because you know you sleep in the bed and you go and you grind then you go back and stuff and it kind of it kind of just respawns you back at where you last you know, yeah. slept. You know, where the hospital or your home, but it saves your progress. And so that was. I don't know. That was kind of frustrating for me. I've never liked Final Fantasy, so I think I'm moving on from that one and counting it as I have played it long enough. But I know fans of the game will probably disagree. So, yeah, you're probably going to get a lot of hate mail now. So, oh, I, I've gotten hate mail for Final Fantasy games uh, all the time, and I say bring it on. So, um, <laughs> moving on, uh, moving out of resolutions, we're going to talk briefly about kind of what's come out this year and uh, kind of what our favorite games have been so far. Um, I thought it'd be fun to start with our biggest surprise game of 2018. And what I mean by surprise is not that we didn't know it existed, but maybe like a game that wasn't really on our radar or, you know, at the end of last year, go, man, I can't wait for this game to come out in 2018. Um, So, you know, like God of War, we were all really looking forward to and, you know, wanting to play. That wouldn't count really as a surprise game. Uh, So what do you think, Rob? What was a game that really kind of surprised you and turned out really, really great uh, in this first half of the year? The one that really shocked me... It was expected. I knew this was coming. I had seen information about it for a while and watched some trailers and stuff and said, oh, that looks really interesting, but I bet, like, you know, 15 people are going to really like this game. (laughs) And it's Kingdom Come Deliverance. And what really surprised me about this game is not that it was good or anything, because I actually haven't played it. So it's hard to be like, oh, yeah, I think it's super great because I, you know, I was like, wow, this blew me away. But I think what surprised me about it is I expected it to do really well with a certain niche market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and I expected that, the, too. It's one of the top selling games on Steam right now. Hmm, and it's been crazy. there since it came out. And they actually just released some DLC for it and or some DLC is coming here really soon or something like that. And it's just like. Wow, I never expected a game about realistic medieval yeah, fan it's like or you know, world realistic, like where you basically the biggest like story about it is came out and saw this you know villain and got basically destroyed in one hit because oh gosh, swordplay <laughs> is actually realistic. <laughs> yeah, you know, died of starvation, you know, or stuff like that, and you go, oh, yeah. And is but, is that only on Steam or is it on consoles too? It is on consoles, I believe. I think it's. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, I don't. I don't know which. I, I'm pretty sure it's on Xbox and uh, PlayStation. Yeah, but I don't know that for sure. So don't quote me on that. <laughs> All right. Um, so the biggest surprise game for me uh, definitely has to be Celeste, uh, which I know I've talked about on the show. You know, uh, back in January, February, and this game kind of did come out of nowhere for me. Like I, it was made for the people who made Towerfall, which I'd never really played before. Yeah. Um, and then this game came out and just started getting really, really, really good reviews on you know, all the gaming websites. And um, I finally, you know, a week or two later, after hearing nothing but good things, uh, got it. And it's one of my favorite games of the year, like hands down, um, in 2018. It's just a really, really uh, mechanically solid platformer. It's got some of the best level design I've seen mm-hmm. in an indie game like ever. Um, the soundtrack is like phenomenal. I it's just this is definitely my favorite soundtrack um, uh, for the first half of the year. Like I listen to it all the time. Really, really um, good stuff. And so, yeah, I'd just say Celeste is just a game that totally worth checking out. It's only twenty bucks. 
I put over 15 hours into it already and I still haven't like, you know, completed and finished everything. And it really scales the difficulty really, really well by teaching the mechanics. And it's very, very fair. And you know, the best thing is you're trying to clear a room with platforms. And if you die, you know, you go into spikes, fall off the edge or something, you respawn within one second and you're boom right there again. So it just keeps you going all the time. Very quick. Yeah. 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 Very quick. You know, it's not reloading checkpoints or going all the way back to the beginning of the world. You're just right back where you started and you just keep on going. So um, I like really, platformers really cool. like that that don't punish you as much for death because like Super Meat Boy was one of my favorites simply yes. because yeah, it's totally I always Boy. felt like, you know, one of my most frustrating parts about platformer games is that sometimes I don't have the greatest reactions. Yeah. I have better reactions than Nathan does, but not always. <laughs> and so sometimes I feel like I would get stuck and then just lose all my lives and just have to restart the whole game. And I was like, well, this isn't fun. But games like that, like Celeste or Super Meat yeah. Boy or something like that, where it's very instantaneous, you're like, oh, hey, I'm just right back where I started. Yeah. And now I feel like I can actually accomplish it's, this. It's on every platform, but like I have it on the Switch. And so it lends itself so well, too, because you can, you know, just suspend it or, you know, pick it up and mm-hmm. play it on the couch or something and just play it wherever. And, I, I love feel like Super this would Meat be Boy. a really good travel game. Yeah, totally. I, I love Super Meat Boy, but this game is just, like, better than Super Meat Boy in, like, every level. Like, it's a much more beautiful, yeah. better design. Like, it has different mechanics in each level that, you know, challenges the way you play. Meat Boy, you know, didn't really add any new mechanics. It was just more buzzsaws and more other things and stuff, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. definitely um, an amazing platformer and a game I'm definitely going to keep in mind when it comes to our Game of the Year vote at the end of the year. Um, yeah. So... Uh, what is kind of our game of the year so far in 2018? I mentioned I really love Celeste. And as much as I love Celeste, I think there's kind of one more game that we kind of just have to acknowledge as being the best one this year. Rob, please let me know. What do you think? It's it's hard to, to deny this. God of War. <laughs> I mean, yes. all the conversations we have had, both you and Nathan have played it. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to play it, but even just everything I've read and watched of it, this is... A well-made game that I mean, unless like we every have gamer needs to play this game, it's just yeah, and, one I mean, of those games. Some, there's some games in the second half of the year here, will which will give it a run for its money. But so far in this first half of the year, I do not see any clear competition mm-hmm. with this game. I don't. There's just we, not really much to complain about in this game. Like it's yeah, just from our an artistic style, like graphics-wise, it's like the most beautiful game I've ever like seen on a console. Gameplay is amazing. The combat's fun. The story is really intriguing. Like, they took God of War, which had a terrible story, and, like, after a while, kind of a, you know, mundane art style and just made it into this amazing masterpiece of a game that just is, you know, checks every every box for, like, what you look for in a good game, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's that's kind of what we're feeling. We know Nathan agrees with us on that one, so don't yeah. worry if he's I mean, like, Nathan played through this about? entire game. Like, he never finishes games, and this is a big game, so... Yeah, so... I actually haven't finished it yet, so... It's actually impressive that he's finished it before you did. Yeah, no, yeah. That, I'm, like, uh, happens... I'm forward to jumping back yeah, into but... it more this summer, but... Um, awesome. Yeah. Amazing game. That is that's one of my goals the before the end of this year is to get it and play it and... So yeah, we'll all, love it. I, we all we all give you our opinions not, at the end of the year and in yeah, no our game of the year. Played this game and said, "Meh, it wasn't that great." Like it's it's just an amazing game. So exactly. Um, so looking ahead, what's left to come out? We have a lot of great games coming out. We're going to kind of hit um, what games personally, me and Rob are really looking forward to the rest of the yeah. year, and we thought would be worth uh, talking about. Um, so we're going to go kind of chronologically here. First up um, on our list, about one month from today august 7th um overcooked 2 is coming out and uh this is you know obviously a sequel to one of the best local multiplayer games of all time i think this was the original was what like number 30 or 40 on our top 100 list of all time Um, yeah it was pretty high out there so yeah um i mean this is gonna be really good i'm actually really excited about this because i actually just picked up overcooked 1 ps plus is having a, a sale so i picked up overcooked 1 for like four bucks so, great deal. <laughs> or five bucks. I was like, oh, yeah, this is sweet. So I'm actually getting really excited for this one. And, you know, this is yeah. going to be. Well, like, there was so much content already. Movie. There was so much content in the original already. Like, so many different challenges and things. Very, very, you know, difficult levels towards the end. And mm-hmm. this one just takes the insanity up another notch. Like, some of the levels they showed at E3, you know, flying in a hot air balloon that crashes down and the kitchen, kitchen changes. You can throw food at each other. And um, just looks really, really fun. I know this is a game that 
definitely going to be pre-ordering and getting um, on day one just because it's I feel I like the ability to throw food at each other is going to be the <laughs> playing with your buddy on Halo sort of <laughs> where you know you start out strong and then you die a couple of times and then it just turns into killing each other you oh know, you I'm sure it's going to get chaotic real quick it's going to turn into a food fight I mean <laughs> exactly. I'm calling it right now people are going to never finish this game because you got too busy just throwing food at each other yep but Overcook 2 looks amazing um gonna be a lot of fun uh, three days later, on August 10th, we get We Happy Few. And I know, Rob, you're really interested in this one. I, I know I you think... really like the Bioshock games, and this kind of has a similar vibe, right? Yeah, it's, it's set in the 1960s, kind of uh, the, the Bioshock action-adventure style in Britain, or in a Britain-type world. And it's it looks really unique. I think the part about it that's just... What's really fascinates me is we've talked about it a little bit more earlier when it first was announced, but one mm-hmm. of the things that really fascinates me about it is that it started out as a survival type game. Yeah. And the fans' feedback basically, they're like, wow, this looks like Bioshock, but it doesn't play like Bioshock. So the developers were like, well, if it looks like Bioshock, let's just make it play a little bit more like Bioshock because that's what the fans want. So they did. They changed it from like a survival horror game to an action adventure game, and now it's even more popular with people they're they're looking at and going hey i actually really want to play this game so i'm i'm kind of intrigued i don't know mm-hmm. if i'll pick it up right away but i i'm sure i will play this one yeah eventually. it should be a solid single player experience for sure yeah exactly um, so next month uh september uh, on september 4th we get destiny 2 forsaken which is the big dlc for destiny 2 um if you haven't played destiny 2 you know, this is a great jumping on point for newcomers um Basically, Forsaken is adding a whole new campaign where one of the main characters of Destiny is going to die in one of the opening missions. And so this looks like a really interesting uh, story uh, in Destiny, which, you know, Destiny has never really had interesting stories. Um, The campaigns have always kind of been lackluster. So the campaign looks promising so far. There's a really awesome new uh, multiplayer mode where you fight against AI enemies as well as other human enemies. Um, and then one of the things I'm most excited really about this is the new story mode is kind of non-linear, like, which is a new direction for destiny. There's basically eight different like barons, which are these really big, bad, um, resurrected, like zombie fallen guys. And they've been locked away in the deepest, darkest corners of this dungeon and you have to go hunt them down and you can choose which of the eight you want to do in any order. And they all have very different levels and different powers and stuff. And so, um, hmm. It's kind of almost like a bounty hunter type style campaign, which sounds really, really cool to me. And of course, you can use space bows and stuff like that. So I know I'll be putting That's a ton I'm of time into about. this game. <laughs> the, the bow and arrows. I don't think I'm ever going to play. I don't know if I'll ever play Destiny 2, but I'm excited that they have bows and arrows now. So, you know, <laughs> space bows, I guess. You can, you can beat a mission without using a single bullet if you use the space bows. There you go. I think I might just go over and play your copy just so I can play with the space bow for a little bit and go, yeah, that was pretty cool, and then call it. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, three days later, uh, we get what might, what might be my most anticipated game of the year, mm-hmm. um, Spider-Man for PlayStation 4 on September 7th. Um, you know, and you guys heard me talk about this game enough. Just this game, I don't need to know any more about. I just need it in my hands. I want to experience that awesome story that they're telling and jumping into the world of Spider-Man. Um, it just looks like an incredible, you know, single-player experience with tons and tons of content that feels and looks really, really good. It's going to be that. You know, this is really the marquee PlayStation 4 exclusive for the second half of 2018. I, I really love that this is kind of the, the Arkham Knight of the Marvel world. Yeah, totally. Or the, not the Arkham Knight, the Arkham Asylum or Arkham City of the the yeah. Marvel world. Big because superhero it feels, open world game that's made by feels, an amazing. Developer. It just feels like it's really solid, and I think it'll be really good. And I can see why you're excited. I mean, just being not a just Spider-Man comics Spider-Man fan, fan, just like the story potential and like what they've teased and shown so far. Like, just ah, I'm so excited just to experience the story. It's <laughs> gonna be awesome. It's almost like a new Spider-Man movie coming out. I get so excited when there's you know, a new <laughs> Spider-Man movie. Um, so a week later, September's pretty busy, we get Shadow of the Tomb Raider, September 14th, yeah. um, which, you know, is the epic conclusion to the uh, Tomb Raider reboot uh, series. And so um, should be a really awesome game. I, I'm still 
you know, plan on fin- finishing Rise of the Tomb Raider this year. I'll probably pick up this one yeah, at I some point. Yeah, I need to play through Rise of the... I need to play Rise of the Tomb Raider, but what I might do is I might just wait until all three of them are bundled together in a PS4-like thing oh, and yeah. just buy all three of them together, you yeah. know? Yeah, sure you can do that next year or some like, point. Like, probably, yeah, late next year. Yeah. So, yeah, it looks really but, good. It's, it's in... I think it's the Mayan, South America. Yeah, that's what it looks like. And it's supposed to be the, you know, like you said, the end of this trilogy, of the rebooted trilogy, to kind of mm-hmm. just set the stage and say now Lara Croft is the Tomb Raider yeah. Um, so yeah looks cool I'm, I'm excited to see how they finish the story um, October 2nd we're getting Mega Man 11 which um, is probably the game I'm going to be picking up it looks really really solid um, you know it has kind of a 3D art style but it's all you know 2D gameplay and so um, all the impressions at E3 that I saw from people were, were very, very positive. One of my friends was at yeah. E3 and said Mega Man 11 was awesome. Um, so this game just looks really, really awesome. It's good to see Capcom finally acknowledge there's lots of Mega Man fans out there. We're going to make a you know Mega Man game for those fans mm-hmm. that you know plays and looks really good. So yeah, cool. it should be really good. Um, October 5th, a little uh-huh. game I know Rob's excited for <laughs> called Assassin's Creed. Uh, the newest game, Odyssey, comes out October 5th. Is this going to be the one game that you buy like on launch this year, Rob? Oh, I don't know. I've been Still burned so many times it. by I've been burned <laughs> so many times by launch. Actually, my I was actually thinking as we were doing this episode earlier, you know, a little bit earlier in the episode, I was thinking about what games I'm going to buy, and I was kind of like, well, maybe I'll wait until um, the Black Friday to pick up Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I think I can wait a month and a half, or you know, two months, before, you know. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I feel I like know. since Origins was so good, and this one looks like it's taking everything that was great about Origins and, you know, just making it a little bit better, like, you know, the yeah. original Assassin's Creed 2 did. Like, it just, I think, gives everyone a lot of faith. That and I'm so fascinated well. by Greek history, especially ancient Greece, that, mm-hmm. you know, this is, like, right up my alley as far as, you know, yeah. some, of, some of the history and stuff. Like, I actually am more interested in the history behind this than I am the history of Egypt. And so, like, from a history standpoint, I'm like, okay... This is one of this, the reasons I play Assassin's Creed games is because of the history. So the, yeah. going to ancient Greece is like right up there. So I don't know if I'll pre-order. I don't know if I'll buy at launch, but it will definitely be before the end of this year that I have this in my yep. hands. Looks looks I very promising it. for sure. Uh, also coming out October 5th, following the trend from last year, um, Super Mario Party is out um, that day as well. It's funny because last year we got Assassin's Creed and Mario <clears throat> Odyssey released on the same day. Yeah, and now yeah. we're getting Assassin's Creed and Mario Party on the same day. So, maybe and actually, that's kind of funny that we have both a Mario and Assassin's Creed game on the same day, as, as well. It, you know, two years in a row, as well as two games that have Odyssey. Yeah, in the <laughs> exactly. Assassin's Creed Odyssey or Mario Odyssey. So next um, year we'll get Assassin's Creed Party and Super Mario <laughs> Origins. There we go. Uh, but yeah, Mario Party looks awesome um, for the Switch. It's getting rid of the stupid car format that's been finally you know, in the Mario Kart. Or the Mario Party series, the last two games for some reason. So, mm-hmm. the ditch in that, going back to old school, you know, sixty four type gameplay, um, has some really know, cool mini game technology where you put. I two don't know if you look too much at some of the gameplay, but I was looking at some, of it and it looks like each character even has their own individual stylized dice. Like they have different sides. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, oh, they do. Like they're like randomized to land on a certain number more often than the others. They're like they only have certain numbers on their dice or something. Yeah, I'm like, like wow, this looks like, I think really Luigi, cool. Luigi has like a dice that's like a one one six two four or something like that. So it's yeah, you know, and just actually, different odds. You know, one of the things about you know Mario Party that we've always super you know really loved is just picking our characters and playing as our dream hero. But now there's actually a strategy to playing as different <laughs> it characters. It gives you so. some depth and some more you know decisions to make in gameplay. You know, do I want to use a normal dice block? Do I want to use the special one or maybe yeah. some other items and stuff like that? So yeah, it should should be a solid entry in the Mario Party series. It's great to have it on Switch. You know, last year we kind of complained a little bit about. You know, a new Mario Party game coming on 3DS, and we wanted one on the Switch, and, you know, here it is. Yeah, um, just had to... So, October 26th, we have a little game coming out called Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, where? Where, where, I mean, where? this game speaks for itself. We've been waiting, what, eight years for this game, seven oh, years man. for this game. This is, this is a long time coming. Yeah, and so this game's just going to take over everything once it releases. You know, it's probably yeah, going to be the best-selling details, game of the year. The more details I see about it, the more I just don't want to know, so I could just play this yeah <laughs> this like, is gonna be the de facto big single player game but it should have some pretty cool online stuff too knowing you know yeah. what rockstar's done with gta online i'm 
share a lot of that. Uh, what they've learned and done over there will carry over to Red Dead. And hey, if you mean anything at all, jump together in a cowboy posse online and you know play hundreds of hours of content that way. Like, hey, that sounds awesome. I actually to me. might play that. <laughs> I might actually do that online. I mean, yeah. you know. Cowboys online. Okay, that might that might draw me in. You might get <laughs> that me. might finally get Rob to play an online game right there. Well, yeah. speaking but of I, online I, games that Rob might play, <laughs> November fourteenth, Fallout seventy six, which is the um, always online Fallout game where you're playing in worlds with other real life people as well as AI characters, um, is coming out, and I think it looks really awesome. We've talked about this a little bit before. You know, I, it's a Fallout game I've finally kind of interested. In. I'm not really interested mm-hmm. in the other ones. Uh, is this? Have you kind of warmed up to the idea of it being online, or, or I think do you one think of the things that, that um, actually makes me a little bit more interested in this is you sometime after release they're going to do uh, single servers, so oh, you really? can create your own server and have just your friends on it. So you still hate the multiplayer idea, and you're only going to play it if you can play in a server by yourself. Is what you're saying? Well, I'm no, you. I might play it with like some <laughs> friends, but. No, to be honest, I probably won't get this one. I'll probably skip over this generation and just look for the next generation of Fallout in the future. Next um, single-player one. Yeah, just because, I mean, not that I'm... I, I always talk about these things and, you know, say, like, I'm kind of a curmudgeon when it comes to multiplayer, but I don't. nothing about Fallout 76 has really grabbed my interest, yeah. including the multiplayer. I it's think okay. It's okay. I balance out the show here because I'm a huge multiplayer person. I've played like nothing but like Rocket yeah. League and Mario Tennis the last like couple weeks, so that's fine. You know, and to- totally trolling everyone saying this is going to be the best Fallout game ever. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's not like you don't have any other Fallout games to be playing, anyways. So. No, I got several <laughs> others I'm playing through right now, and so I all stick to what I know. Yes. Single player. Um, so two days later, on November 16th, we have another little game called Pokemon, releasing from the Nintendo Switch. Obviously, uh, Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, both coming out that day. Um, I think this is a game that is going to be kind of like if you're a Switch owner, you just have to get this game. Like, sure, it's not this the mainline might. Pokemon game, but it looks really, really cool. Lots of fun. It's doing, you know, two players uh, cooperative on the same system, which we've never seen in a Pokemon yeah. game. And just seeing Pokemon battles and be able to catch them on a... TV as well as being able to take it anywhere. It just I think it's one of those games you're going to need to uh, get if you're a Switch owner. So it looks really cool. I'm probably just going to get it on principle because, you know, like I just said, you have to have this game on your Switch. That's true. Um, moving ahead, December 7th is the really the last big game of the year. Um, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is finally arriving that month. So Nintendo really kind of putting out a big released those last three months. You know, you got Mario Party October, November Pokemon, Smash in December. Um, so that'll be, you know, the big holiday hit for Nintendo, uh, Pokemon and Smash. And, you know, obviously with Smash Bros, the name itself will sell, you know, 10 million copies um, on the Switch, guaranteed. Yeah. But I'm just really hoping we see a couple uh, more character reveals. Hopefully we see, you know, King K. Rool, maybe Cranky Kong, or, you know, s- some other characters that, you know, fans have been wanting in the game. And really just to make this game amazing and go above and beyond like it's already got every character and almost every stage you know just throw in a couple more new characters maybe promise future updates and dlc and balancing and to have an online that's really solid and works Mm -hmm. i I mean this game sounds like the dream come true for for smash bros fans so yeah i love the idea of just having every smash character ever everyone like that's just super cool to me and you know the idea that they're like, okay, we're putting all this out, and you know for a fact that they're not going to just put this one out. There's going to be more characters to come later, and so that yeah. that is really exciting. And actually, with this lineup of you know Super Mario Party, Pokemon, Smash Bros, all coming, you know, Overcooked Two, all coming to the the Switch, the temptation is getting higher. So, <laughs> dude, Smash Bros. Yeah, I mean, buy Smash Bros. If you don't have a Switch by December seventh, like it's like, well, what else are you waiting for, right? <laughs> I know, right? At this point. Am I just a curmudgeon? <laughs> uh, and Nintendo has said, you know, they have a couple of surprise releases that will be coming out this year. You know, there's rumors of maybe, you know, a Metroid Prime trilogy remaster or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we might see a couple other games coming super out. Big. Yeah, and there is, you know, a few games that don't have a release dates yet, but are kind of listed for 2018. One of them being Guacamelee 2, which, you know, we just gave out, you know, the original Guacamelee um, here on the show, Guacamelee 2. 
um, is a game I've really been looking forward to. Um, I 100% of the original game beat it on hard mode. I absolutely loved it. One of my favorite Metroidvania yeah. games. So um, this is the game I will definitely be picking up. I think it's launching first on PS4, but coming to, you know, other systems later, I'm sure. So oh, whenever yeah. this comes out, I'm there. I, I don't need to know really anything about this game. I, I just want more of what they did in the first one. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Is there any other games that haven't been announced that you're looking forward to, Rob? Um, yeah, Biomutant. Really state announced, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I got what you meant. Viewers <laughs> might not, but, you know. Biomutant. I'm, I'm kind of interested in this one simply because it looks like, you know, it's like little rodents and animals and stuff like that. But in, oh, like, super right, right, right. samurai mentality yeah, they're like with super robot power, cyber right? stuff, you know. Is it, it multiplayer? Looks really, I don't know. It looks really unique just in general. The, yeah, the trailer the character seems really cool. good. And they're What's saying that's supposed to be released this year. I kind of doubt it, but it is slated to be to come okay. this year. So we'll see what happens with that. that I'm, I'm kind of keeping my eyes open for that one. It's kind of a, you know, I'll catch that one when it's on sale in about a yeah. year. <laughs> Classic Rob right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody. <laughs> Price. All right. Well, that kind of ends our mid-year check-in segment. Let us know, um, out of the games we talked about here on the show, uh, what is the game you're most looking forward to in the second half of 2018? You can find us on Twitter at HeyListen underscore games. We'd love to chat with you um, on there. Um, so we're going to kind of end the show. Uh, we're bringing back what we're playing. Um, I've been pretty busy these last two weeks, but I did want to talk a little bit more about Mario Tennis Aces since I've had some more time to put into that yeah. game. Um, you know, I have finished the single player adventure mode. I would say it probably took me about five or six hours to beat it. And while it was fun and I enjoyed it, it had, you know, some cool boss fights and some different things that mixed up the gameplay. There's one level mm-hmm. where you're hitting snowballs at shy guys on like a train, you know, just weird stuff like that. Um, it w- didn't really have any depth. Like originally we were kind of thinking it would be like the Mario tennis from Game Boy Color where it really was an RPG where you had to grind stats and build up different things, yeah. equip different rackets and stuff. This one appears like that, but it's not really. You just pretty much play through one level at a time until you beat them and you're pretty much good to go. Um, so not, not as much depth as I think people – depth – as people were hoping for. But yeah. then again, there's never really been a Mario tennis or Mario sports game in general on console. That's had a really robust single player mode. So it is good that it's there, but you know, it's not worth buying the game just for the single player. I will say that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was okay. Um, I'm really enjoying the online for the most part. I will say the meta needs some balancing right now. It seems like mm. Bowser Jr. Waluigi and chain shop are like, the three like above and beyond like best characters like easily like i just i'm really good at the game like i i won i think eight tournaments in the the one week you know i i played in uh june but like if i don't play as one of those three characters i just kind of get wrecked at some point by them so it's a little disappointing i hope they keep doing updates and changes to the games um yeah balance it out a little bit yeah they have this really annoying feature where in a tournament, like if I'm in the finals of a tournament, it'll match me up with someone else, you know, who's made it to the finals of a tournament, right? Makes sense. But it matches you up with them and it shows you their name, what character they're playing as, and the connection. And so people will see I'm playing as Bowser Jr. and just go, oh, he's the best character in the game. I'm out. And they just back out. And so I spend five to 10 minutes sometimes just trying to find someone who will accept the match against me just because they don't like. You know, playing against my character. Like, if you play a tournament, you don't get to choose who you play, right? Like, the, yeah. the Portland Trailblazers don't get to choose who they play in the first and second round of the playoffs. They play whoever shows up. So, I don't know. Hopefully, yeah. they fix that feature. I've never really seen an online game let you choose what character your opponent is. So, hopefully, that changes. That is that is kind of strange. I, I think that will be an update that they'll fix yeah. in the future, that, hopefully. That's the great thing about Aces. I really like it. It's a fun game. I'm glad I got it. But... All my gripes with the game can be fixed in online patches. Like they're very small things that could just be patched in and changed. So I'm hoping this game does get a lot of updates and we we see those changes. But yeah, yeah. that's that's the main thing I've been playing. I played a little bit with my brother. Um, you know, it was it was really fun going to that. He really enjoyed it. You know, we played the N64 version a ton. So you know, mm-hmm. all that muscle memory came back, which is awesome. But nice. Um, really, the only other game I wanted to, to shout out was a robot named Fight. I played a little bit more of that on the Switch. Reviewed it back a uh, couple weeks ago, or weeks, a couple months ago, um, and it is basically a roguelike Super Metroid game on the Switch. And so 
you just start a run and you know auto generates all the weapons and things to find and lo- courses and enemies and you just go and play and it's works really really well and it's just addicting you start playing and like like oh, I'll just you know play for a couple minutes and then oh 35 minutes later you did a complete run yeah. so <laughs> ton of fun it's only, it's only 12 bucks on the switch those are good games um, yeah I know it's on Steam as well so ton of fun you know endless replayability with the auto generated levels so um, definitely check it out if you like uh, Metroid because we don't have Metroid on the Switch yet and this is the best really mm-hmm. Metroid clone out there so um, awesome game so yeah uh, Rob we got still got a couple minutes left uh, what are some games that you played lately so um, I'll hit some kind of quickly because I've I've played quite a bit in the last few weeks and so I'm gonna hit some really quickly and then talk a little bit more about some of the games I'm really all right, so uh, the Steam Summer Sale was just this last week. It wrapped up earlier today, so I actually picked up uh, Avernum 3, which is the third game in uh, Spiderweb Software's like, oh, kind right. of remake of their classic RPG series. So yeah, and I you're played, saying I played, those held up really well, right? Yeah, and I this is he just released it earlier this year uh, or last year. I can't remember exactly when, mm-hmm. um, but... Super great game um, that I played back in the day, back in like '99. Oh wow! So, so just or two thousand for you, huh? like like, and so they remade. He's remade it. It looks all super great and everything. So I played a little bit of that one. It was super fun. Um, I've been playing through the seas in my Steam library. So I played uh, Call of Juarez. It has not aged well. <laughs> I, um, I didn't expect that to age well. That's about all I can say about it so far. Um, I played a game called Cat on a Diet, which is sort of like um, what? Cat like, on a Diet. So you just avoid game? eating food, or what? No, you're you have to like cut wood platforms, mm-hmm. collect muffins as you fall, muffins, <laughs> literally muffins, and try and land your cat in a cookie jar. Oh my goodness, that sounds interesting. So like a it's flash game. <laughs> it's like one of those like uh, what was the one where you like cut the rope on your it's phone? Called cut the rope, yeah. Cut the rope, yeah. It's it's literally just like that concept. Okay. Gotcha. I played it. I played it a lot. I played probably like forty like minutes of it, but it was fun. It was not probably won't play it again. I played a game <laughs> called Choplifted, which is all like a side scrolling helicopter rescue type game. It was super <laughs> meh. Um, <laughs> I played, and then I played a game called Chroma Squad, which is basically these five stunt guys are the stunt guys for the Power Rangers, mm-hmm. and they're recording a TV show, but it's super RPG style, so, like, this TV show, you actually have, like, you it's turn-based, you know, fighting the different battles yeah. and guys and all this stuff, and they get fed up with the director, so they quit and start their own studio. And it's literally you leveling up your studio, yeah. your character's armor, and all the stuff as you film your own TV show <laughs> of, like, these five Power Ranger. Okay, that rip-offs. sounds awesome. I need to check this game out. It's so cool. I am, like, I played it for, like, 15 minutes or, like, 20 minutes the other day, and I'm, like, I can't wait to play it again. Yeah. Well, um, what's the name of that one? Chroma Squad. Chroma Squad. All right. So that check one that one out. It's like Power Rangers ripoff. It's awesome. Um, played a little bit more of Fallout 3. I was stuck on a place last time I had played last year, and mm-hmm. I just couldn't get past it. So I played a little bit, and I finally got past that section. Like, first time I fire it up and play it, I'm like, oh, I just beat that super easily. So that was annoying. But back in it a little bit. And then the last thing that I've been playing, Assassin's Creed Origins, I beat the main story awesome congratulations and all the side quests so so you're not done but uh you've made a big big accomplishment by finishing the main so, stuff so the, what's left for me in the game at this point is like the gladiator or gladiator, gladiator arena stuff okay and the chariot races and literally all of the treasures hmm. and uh clearing the enemy forts and that's it and there's like oh, 300 wow. enemy forts, and, or like 300 treasures and like 100 enemy forts. And so I don't know if I'll ever do all those, but I am <laughs> going to go back and do the Gladiator. Awesome. Hey, congratulations. And, uh, Did you like the way the main story wrapped up? I loved how the, the main story wrapped up. 
it's super cool because it just calls back to it literally makes it like assassin's creed origins like the origins of the assassin's creed order and you kind of go what whoa i saw you know i know that you know and all this stuff and it's really cool and it sets cool. it up for you know the game sets it up you know it wraps up their story and really great but you know in the real life area of the you know going into the animus and everything it sets mm-hmm. it up for more games to come like cool assassin's creed odyssey perfect so, so it leads into it's really good games. really loved it I highly recommend it. If you like Assassin's Creed games, this one definitely deserved where we put it in our top 100. And yes, we did put it <laughs> in top 100. So. All right. All right. There we go. Um, very cool. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. This was episode 101 of the Ace of Games cast. Thank you so much for uh, staying with us here to the end of the show. Um, be on the lookout for more giveaways. We have a couple more games you know, we might be giving away on future episodes or on Twitter and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really fun doing that. We love doing that. Um, so yeah alright so we will leave you with the Brinstar Overgrown theme from Super Metroid I hope you guys have a great week and until next time happy gaming see ya Thank you.